Hello and welcome to another episode of Cast Iron, the podcast all about metal. I'm your host, Lewis Clark, and I'm joined, as usual, by the wonderful Alan Williamson. Hello, Alan. Hello, Lewis. How are you? Very well, thank you. Um, pretty good for having a nice blast half an hour of fun and stupidity. So, yeah. Yeah. Really, really um, enjoyed my time with so, this. So, we've got a bit of um, top of the show news that we alluded to in the last episode, uh, which is we have yep. a new website. Um, so, if you go to castironshow.co.uk, you'll see we've got a lovely new theme. All the old episodes are on there, um, and um, we're well. We're, we're we're debating before the show whether we're going to use it for writing stuff, but the capacity mm. exists. Exactly. So we'll see what we do. But it's um, but this is a new sustainable home for us that looks better and doesn't require uh, me losing my mind over RSS feeds. Yeah. Um, the you shouldn't notice any difference to the podcast feed. It should all just work in the background. Um, but it's just uh makes it a bit easier for us to get out episodes in the future. You can also, if you go to it, you can follow me on Apple Music um, from the homepage, and you can try and guess what album is coming next, which seems <laughs> to be a, a popular popular game among some of the fans. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. Well, lovely to see. I am very much enjoying the facelift. I think it is a suitable look for uh, our little sort of rebirth, I guess. Um, it's better than yeah. the Tumblr, anyway. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, that was, that was shit. That really made me feel like an old man. <laughs> so now we've got our old man old man website. <laughs> exactly, um, exactly. So well, we understand time, how that works. Oh, hang on, time, right, Alan. Whoa, whoa, I've got, whoa, whoa, I've got whoa, whoa. a bit I want to do, right? Oh, so okay. You, you, oh, okay. <laughs> you make it sound like it's going to be a recurring feature or you've, you've been rehearsing it. <laughs> right, here we go. 6079 Williamson A. Big Brother is watching you. That's right. It's time for 1984 by Van Halen. so van halen um so van halen are kind of the quintessential american hard rock band of the 70s and 80s um and the reason we picked this one is obviously um eddie van halen who is the guitarist and one of the principal songwriters um he passed away on the 6th of october 2020 Um, and you have definitely heard his music before Mm. um so apart from van halen he is probably most famous for the guitar solo in Michael Jackson's Beat It, Indeed, which yep. is, and I don't think we're going to have much of an argument, it's pretty much one of the best guitar solos ever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, agreed completely. So yeah, um, how familiar were you with either this album or Van Halen's music in general? Because I've Not got to massively. say, yeah, I'm very similar in that regard. Um, I think everything I had heard was either a single off this album <laughs> or basically mm-hmm. that guest spot on Beat It. So, um, yeah. Um, like I think with a lot of these bands... Um I mean, not not so much uh, like like a lot of the the metal bands, like you know, the classic metal bands like mm. Sabbath and Metallica and yep. Maiden. Like I have listened to all of their back catalogue. With some yep. of the hard rock stuff, like uh, so so Led Zeppelin's a good example. Yeah, and Van yeah. Halen kind of this is this is where we're we're getting into their is it really metal? Well, and, yeah, yeah. This is I, I yeah. and and uh, and according to according to Wikipedia, yes, which is the only <laughs> criteria we need. And it does say on our website a podcast about rock and metal. And we've yeah, done yeah. hardcore well, before, so we can get absolutely. It. But um, 
with, with bands like Led Zeppelin, so I first got into Led Zeppelin um, through the Remasters album. Yep. And I have listened to some of their albums in their entirety, but others, like, I don't think I've ever listened to Led Zeppelin 2 or 3, yeah. back to front. And Van Halen's another one of those bands where you definitely know the hits. Yep. Like, yep. we've all we've all heard songs like Jump and yep. Hot for Teacher, yep. um, in Talking About Love and Eruption, and, yep. you know, their, their cover of you, you Really Got Me and stuff, right? Mm. But I don't think... Maybe it's just us. Like, I don't think a lot of people have listened to the back catalog in its entirety. So that was really interesting. And yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of classic stuff in their back catalog. Like mm. there's um some excellent songs in their earlier albums, like um, Ian talking about love off their first album, Dance yep. the Night Away, Unchained as a particularly catchy riff. Yep. Um. So we picked 1984 primarily because we thought it would be fun. Yeah. yeah. And um, and this album does two different things which are it brings in a lot more synth yeah um, and van halen had a very classic hard rock sound similar to like like as we said led zepp and acdc and those yep, kind yep. of bands are all contemporaries um so this album brings in a lot more synth and it's yep. it's still eddie van halen on the synth he plays mm-hmm. that on the guitar um and uh, but it was mainly because it was fun but this is also the last album before david lee roth leaves the band um and starts his solo career mm. and after that he's replaced by sammy hagar um and the band so it gets the, the epithet of Van Hagar after that point. Yeah. And it's just not the same. Um, <laughs> so this is a so this is a good um I think a good representative classic Van Halen album that's got a bit of their weird eighty cent stuff because everybody was doing weird synth stuff in the eighties. Yep, yep. But it's also got a lot of hard rock and blues influences. Yep. Yeah, it's a very varied record actually. Um I was surprised at how sort of it runs the gamut almost of just styles and influences it's very very uh uh eclectic considering it's only like 33 minutes long yeah um, and so yeah and it's interesting that like a lot of those albums are pretty short yeah, yeah. um and it's i don't know if it's just a it's probably a limitation of vinyl isn't it because you've already got you've got two sides um, I think um, that much space and, yeah. and, and double albums were really expensive yeah i think it's about 45 minutes to uh to a record both sides um so there's there's there, there was you know room for movement here but um yeah I, d- I don't know why it ended up this short i don't know why it's only the is it nine songs if you even include the intro yeah nine yeah. songs if you include the intro you know yeah so yeah um yeah it's 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 slight but do you know what it it packs a punch and it doesn't feel like there's any space wasted on this let's put it that way um so yeah, yeah and, and that's and that's the interesting thing about albums of that time is that um they were they released in a very single driven way yeah um and there wasn't a lot of fat on them yeah i think that's that's where we, i just sort of said about oh, i haven't really listened to led zeppelin two or three and i guess beyond those hits that were culled for um their their greatest hits collections you're probably not missing a huge amount unless you're a, a super fan yeah yeah well this is the thing isn't it so yeah, um, so 1984 is the album. Um, as I've alluded to at the start, it's actually not about uh, George Orwell's dystopian masterwork. <laughs> um, it's actually more about shagging. <laughs> yeah, like most of their songs are about um, most of their songs are about um, yeah shagging. Um, and, and there's a good there's a good anecdote on that. And um, when we get to when we get to Panama, which is okay. not about shagging, and it was. A, um, <laughs> But we've got, so it opens with 1984. 
And that's really just an intro track, but it gives you a good idea of what's coming. We've got some yeah, very yeah. strange science fiction sense and close encounters of the rock kind about yeah. to begin. Very um, spacey, trippy intro, totally. And yeah, all synth, no other instruments involved. It's basically, here's a load of synth, and this is what you're going to get on this record. Um, you don't get it on every track, actually, to be honest with you, but it certainly introduces that instrument to uh, the forefront of yeah your mind when you when you start this. Um, not really an awful lot to say about it. It's atmospheric and spacey, and yeah, it's and it's, it's only one minute long, so it's mercifully brief. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but it does lead us into possibly the most well-known Van Halen song, I think. Um, I think so, it, yeah, yeah, it's Jump. <laughs> And it is possibly one of the most iconic sort of synth rock bangers, I guess, <laughs> of all time. Karaoke classic, uh, definitely. Um, yeah, just loads and loads of fun. <laughs> so I was in the gym yesterday morning. And yep. um, in order for us to go to the gym that week, we get up at half five and go. And I've had a really bad sleep this week because yep. it's like like all week because we had the dog at the vet and then he broke in at two in the morning one day and tried to jump <laughs> on the bed. It's oh, been God. very warm, like 30 degrees overnight. And I just yep. got to the gym and I thought, I, I don't think I'm going to make it through this set. I, I can't face this. <laughs> Thank God for jump, <laughs> because it really just got me through it. Oh, it I was is... like, oh, we can, we can, we can do this. I, I can, I can go ahead and jump. I might as well jump. I might as well <laughs> squat. I suppose. But uh, no, it, it's um, it's a really good get up and go motivator. We actually played this song at our wedding. Oh really? Oh my God. Um, yeah, and and. And we didn't play it because I'm a massive, massive Van Halen fan. We played it because it's a really fun, like yeah, absolutely pop, pop metal track. Absolutely, it, it, this is a it's a pop rock classic. This one, it's, yeah. yeah. Uh, does anyone do you think anyone dislikes the song "Jump"? Do you think there's anybody who really vehemently dislikes it? I mean, there's got to be like Van Halen fans that like think that the the shift towards this poppier stuff is like sacrilegious. Um, I'm sure there's that out there, but I think <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I think yeah, if you take it on its own, it's it's just a fun, like enjoyable song. It's really bouncy and silly and over the top, and it's difficult to hate, isn't it? Um, yeah, and, well, it's it's simple but effective. Absolutely, and, that, and that's I think that's the thing we come back to in this is that um, this is pretty. It's uncomplicated music, but that doesn't mean that it's boneheaded. No, it's no, actually absolutely. Pretty well, it's actually pretty well composed. No, it, it's um, been really fun yeah, to so listen you've to. Got, so this one, you've got Eddie leading on the synth, and it starts off, you know, a very simple keyboard. Yeah, I don't know what yep. you call it, keyboard riff. Let's call yeah, it. Yeah, I that. guess so. Yeah, yeah. But 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 then it gets into the more fiddly. 
um, tapping style that he's yeah, yeah. Um, he popularized with um, Eruption. He didn't come up with it. Apparently, they, one of the guitars from Genesis came up with that. Oh, interesting. But I, I didn't. I would have looked into that more, but he certainly popularized the the tapping, the yeah, yeah. Oh. style of um, guitar soloing. Um, Absolutely. If you don't know what that is, just listen to um, Eruption or um, Spanish Fly of uh, Van Halen 2's and acoustic acoustic tap solo. Oh right, okay. But um, but yes, yeah, this is this is this is just great fun. This is yeah, a r- real real delight. Um, I don't particularly care if it is um not real Van Halen or not real metal or not. I think it's fun. Just and, I mean, yeah, we listen to so many bands who, um, are just you know the same on every album. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is a good this is a good example of how to evolve your sound. I mean, it is it's this kind of music is poppy. Yeah, it's not it's not like super hardcore you know metal fans. This is real metal. Nobody nobody who's a real metalhead was really listening to this. This is um, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're driving your Mustang down some numbered highway in America, <laughs> and you're yeah, you're blasting this out through your, your the open top, right? That's, yeah, absolutely. That's this kind of music. This is this is meathead radio rock. Yep, completely. I agree completely. Um, one of the things I did really like about this is that that. 220 you get the big Eddie Van Halen solo um, yes. but, and it's a guitar solo first but then he switches over to the keyboard and does another solo on the keyboard <laughs> just just a beast <laughs> so um, I mean, yeah really fun not to well we will talk about the 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 rest of Van Halen and other parts of the album but um, if Eddie Van Halen is a very very prodigiously talented guitarist mm-hmm. um, solo in this absolutely I think the correct 80s term is wheels because <laughs> this sort of wheels um but he's um you know what he was doing was taking a lot of the I guess the more hard rocky you know Jimi Hendrix style guitar yeah. music of the 60s and and yep. making it growl like a monster and adding a lot of effects like I think like vocoders and distortion and stuff to it and really yeah. um and they make giving that more of a angry robot sound to it yeah yeah so this although this might you could listen to this now and think, oh, this sounds, you know, this just sounds like metal music. This this is where this sound originated. Yeah, yeah. This, was the, this is where the sound came through. And you can trace a line from bands like Van Halen all the way through to your your Metallicas and your Guns N' Roses and yeah, all that yeah, kind totally. of stuff that came in the 80s and 90s. So this is the, this is the, the birthplace of... This is why this is interesting because this album, um, this album isn't very proggy, although it is synthy. Yeah, um, yeah, but some of um, some of David Lee Roth's solo stuff, uh, particularly Skyscraper, where he's joined by Steve Vai, is actually a pretty proggy album. Yeah, I, I, I mean, with Steve Vai involved, you would have liked you'd like to think it would have got some prog in there. Um, but he's another. That's another example of the kind of stuff that followed us. Steve Vai, Joe Satriani, yeah, yeah, Amy totally. Malmsteen. A lot yeah. of the stuff all springs from Van Halen, which is good because I generally quite like Satriani and Steve Vai. Some yeah, people yeah. think they're a bit wanky, but I, you know, I can. I'm done down for it. <laughs> no, totally, totally. Um, no, yeah, it's a great start. Um, very much sets up the, the theme of this record, what with its synth and that. And um, yeah, I had an awful lot of fun with this, and it was nice hearing it in context in the full record, to be honest with you, because I think most people have only ever heard this isolated as a single, and it's very much a, a radio rock thing, as, as, you, as you said, so you often hear it sort of in the background, but to give it the time it deserves and actually listen to it with headphones and actually study what was going on, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot more to it than it first reveals, to be honest with you, and like I say, really enjoyed the solos on this. So, we will move on to Panama. 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 
or as I have been calling it all week, Pan Yamar. Um, so <laughs> Panama. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, Eddie's guitar work is pretty much on show in full force on this track. It's I love his playing. He's got this really sort of loose yet energetic sort of style. It's very sort of he just feels like he's one with his instrument, you know. He's he's playing it very sort of loose and mellow, but he doesn't skip a beat, you know. He's he's so on the ball with all his melodies and all his guitar riffs. He's uh, an incredible player. Um, yeah, I think it's just amazing. It, the way it, it moves is so wild, but it's just performed so well. Um, I'd say the riff on this one has big sort of ACDC energy to be honest with you it's that sort of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. hard rock riff but there's a bluesy element to it a bit sort of Little Richard as well I suppose it all comes from that doesn't it um, it's got a nice um, it's got a nice bend and the the riff goes I love yeah those really fl- nice, oh, uh, those flourishes happen so many times throughout this record where it's just like the, the riff is doing what you'd expect it to as a rhythm you know guitar but there's all these little like you say little flourishes and little bends and stuff that just make it that little bit more special that little bit more memorable it totally is very much Eddie's style and yeah, it's such. It's you can hear him. Well, that's where it's like yeah. a, it's simple, simple but effective. Yeah, and it, yeah. it's this could have just been you know, da, 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 just over and over, right? That yeah. that that could have been enough, but it's all those little, as you said, the little flourishes and filigrees and things that he puts over the top that oh, they make so it good. really catchy and memorable. I mean, yep. This is this song is probably what most people expect with Van Halen. Yeah, um, absolutely. And the, and so the lyrics to this song were written in response to some music critic complaining that all Van, all Van Halen wrote about were, um, you know, car, uh, cars, drugs, and women, and, <laughs> and drinking. And and um, David Lee Roth was like, oh, I've never actually written a, uh, a song about a car before. <laughs> <laughs> so this one, um, this one is lyrics about a fast car that could be a woman. <laughs> and, um, like, as well as the guitar and, and I particularly like the guitar lick in the, the bridge after the solo yep where it kind of f- fades down and gets a little more mellow and um, yeah. it's got quite a lot of uh, no pun intended drive to it yeah um, yep. including the, the drums are actually doing quite a lot of work and the, oh. the drummer is another Van Halen he's Alex Van Halen and we'll yep. I'm sure we'll talk more about that in Hot for Teacher because oh, he has a God, good solo yeah. in it but yep. the drums are actually doing quite a lot here yeah, yeah. No, I think instrumentation-wise, yeah, you the more you pay attention to what everybody's doing, the more you realize that, wow, there's some amazing musicians in this band. Um, like, yeah, when when the bass sort of creeps through, you realize how like interesting the the bass lines are. They don't really just follow the rhythm. They have the, they have their own sort of style and movement, which I really really enjoyed. Um, they obviously punctuate everything really well. Um, drums again, like you say. Um, <sighs> Alex is a crazy drummer, isn't he? <laughs> really mm-hmm, good drummer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's, again, he knows where he needs to be uh, to make the song work, but at the same time, he is an impressive uh, sticksman, and he gets to really thrive on this record. And, yeah, there's some great drum drum fills and things like I that. Would, I would say that, looking more broadly at hard rock, look, I think Van Halen are unfairly regarded as a bit boneheaded. I think yeah, the music yeah. is actually much, much better than that now. Yeah. David I think, Lee Roth is okay. I think he is an appropriate hard rock frontman, but I don't think he's a particularly good vocalist. Some of the yeah. tracks in this, he's pretty good, but yeah, yeah. I think he's, I wouldn't say he's the weak link in the band, but he's not He's not Robert Plant, right? He's more like yeah, an Ozzy yeah, Osbourne. Yeah. I am a yeah. frontman, yeah, but I'm yeah. not a particularly amazing singer. Yeah. But I think Van Halen, 
are better than a lot of their contemporaries. So whenever I was listening to this, um, I got some Apple Music recommendations, actually off the back of listening to 5150, which is one of the, the Van Hagar albums. Yeah. So they recommended um, Rat, Poison, Warrant, and some band called Autograph with a okay. strange robot album cover. And I think <laughs> um, Van Halen are a lot better than those bands. Yeah. And yeah. nowhere near as, as formulaic. Um, I'm not a massive fan of this kind of stuff in general, and I haven't listened to a lot of it. I've certainly listened to, um, you know, uh, listened to it through Guitar Hero. Yeah, um, well, yeah, but, absolutely. There's definitely, um, yeah, because it's good. That. This is good Guitar Hero staple music, mm, yeah, but um, uh, but I think that I think that Van Halen are are much better than the the rest of the genre, and even like later bands like Guns N' Roses. I'm not a massive Guns N' Roses fan either. Yeah, yeah, no, same, same, um, absolutely. But this is this this to me hits the right spot of cheese and fun, yeah, and, yeah. and 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 interesting noodly fun bits, yeah. Um, and again, there's another um, another ridiculous um, solo in this because yeah, because well, think... you get get used to it. Yeah, well, you, you've got to have a solo, right? <laughs> it's a Van Halen song. It's, there's got to be a solo in it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, enjoyed this a lot. Um, the only thing I'd say with in regards to David Lee Roth is I think. In a weird way, his limitations benefit the music, because I think if you had someone who was a you know virtuoso that could you know mm-hmm. really run the the whole length of the scale or whatnot, you know, I think it would be too much. I think you need the I think you need someone who's a little bit more mellow, a little bit more grounded to to help bind this all together in a weird way. Um, I think yeah, it'd be think- too much to have a big Whaley Axl Rose sort of voice on it, you know? It would just be a little bit too intense. Um, so I think, in a weird way, David Lee Roth not being... Yeah, he being serviceable. I'm not going to say he's a terrible vocalist. I'm not going to say he's a great vocalist. But he's definitely serviceable, and I think it benefits the whole product in a weird way. Um, so, yeah, again, like you, I don't dislike what he's doing. I don't think he's incredible, but at the same time, I don't think he's terrible either. No, no, I don't. I don't think he's terrible. And one of the one of the you know, as I was looking through the Van Halen review archives and stuff, uh, people mm. have said that he sort of talks more than he sings. Yeah, yeah. But what totally. that does give you is this pub rock feel where people can sing along with it because yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. particularly hard, and that's yeah, why yeah. you can do jump karaoke. Well, yeah, in a way that you wouldn't want to listen to. Um, Stairway to Heaven karaoke, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because well, it's, it's not... It's, it's the same with Panama, isn't it? Like, the chorus is literally just some men going, Panama. <laughs> it's not It's not <laughs> difficult to do, is it? <laughs> yeah. Anyone, anyone can do that. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But, uh, but yeah, this was, a, was a, um, I think, a well, a well, well-deserved reputation as a classic, this one. Yeah, absolutely. I agree completely. Right, we move so on things to... things get a little more... Yeah, they get a little more interesting in the next track, which is Top Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> Not, it's not about a top. <laughs> <laughs> this one has more of a rock and roll vibe. Yeah, it's um, it's the guitar is less distorted and it makes the song sort of janglier and funkier, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the way this this works just by changing the effect of the the guitar. Really, um, I think the pace steps up a little bit as well. It's uh, it's got some nice momentum as a song. I think it's a really interesting yeah. one. 
Um, it reminded me a little bit of ZZ Top, but it yeah, reminded yeah. me of... Yeah, no, that's, a, that's why, a good show, actually. But it's my mind's stereotype of what ZZ Top sounds like. Again, <laughs> my knowledge of them is mostly radio hits and Guitar Hero. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love that. What I love, what I really love about this album is that Eddie Van Halen just farts out God-tier solos and yeah, riffs yeah. throughout the whole album. Oh, my God. The like one at he, 150 like he's doing on this. it in his sleep. totally oh no it again just really really good fun um yeah I, I don't know if this one stood out as much as um some of the other tracks on this record to be honest with you i think if i was going to skip any um top jimmy might be one of them but it's not to say that i didn't enjoy it to be honest with you i think i liked the change of pace um i enjoyed that it was a little bit faster than what we come previously only slightly but um it was it definitely had some momentum to it um and i liked that yeah, the, just by changing the effect of the guitar, it made things sound quite different. <laughs> um, but no, no, I, this, I enjoyed this one. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Um, but yeah, it was it it wasn't a standout track for me. Let's put it that way. But it was. Oh it's yeah, not, but it's um yeah, it's a, this is an album track. It's a B side. Yeah, isn't absolutely, it? totally. Like, oh, this, is a, this is a fun B side, but um yeah, but it wouldn't wouldn't be a single. And that's it. We're coming off the back of two songs that they released as singles. Exactly, so exactly. So yeah, in a yeah. sense, it's obvious that they. Subsequent tracks would not be as iconic or radio friendly. Yeah, I, I agree completely. But yeah, um, still a solid track, well worth listening to, um, especially in context of the whole record. Because I think the the whole thing does really benefit from having its ups and downs and its movements and its stylistic changes because it's it just makes for a more interesting piece. Um, yeah, good stuff. Um, we then move on to Drop a Dead Legs. Uh, which again, I think, has another sort of stompy, mid-paced ACDC style, very, hard rock uh, very yeah. ACDC vibes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I think the inspiration runs both ways. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I was trying to trace it all together yesterday when I was making some notes for the show. Yeah, and yeah. they're basically around the same time period. It wasn't like the black metal episode where I'd sort of said that it, you know. Um, I don't know. I said something silly about what came first, what influenced what. When black metal actually influenced thrash metal it wasn't the other way around apologies oh, right, okay. Paul because <laughs> it came that because it came that late in the 70s yeah yeah oh that's fair um, that's fair so it actually came ahead of that but I hadn't mm. quite put two and two together but this time I have it goes both ways <laughs> and um, I don't want to jinx my future Australian citizenship by dissing ACDC I think <laughs> they are fine yeah, yeah I think ACDC are totally listenable yeah I do think they're a bit overrated and not the best Aussie pub rock band yeah. I, think, um, I think Midnight Oil are probably the best Aussie rock band and Cold Chisel are also better. I've seen Cold Chisel live. They were fun. Um, I think ACDC are fine. I think they're fine. And I think this song 
Two is fine. Yeah, yeah. I think it's good. A um, bit more casual riffing and shredding, and that's good enough to get you through it. It's got more of a rock and roll feel in the back half, and yeah. it's good enough that I wouldn't skip it, but in the broader context, it is pretty forgettable. And I guess yeah, that's what yeah. we said about Top Jimmy as well. Is this yeah, a good song? Yeah, yes. Yeah. You know, is this an all-time iconic track like Jumper Panama? No, no, it's not. Yeah, yeah. No, that's the thing, isn't it? Again, I, I like what the guitar is doing. I think there's some really interesting guitar work at the end of the chorus. Um, and I like the way that the song has a sort of habit of just going off course. <laughs> like the, the guitar yeah. just sort of like does its own thing for a little bit and then it sort of comes back around to the riff again. Um, yeah, really strange arrangements which um, just sort of make it pop a little bit. Um, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. And um, yeah, there's just a lot more to this than it realises, than you realise at first, to be honest. Um, I really like Eddie's work on the guitar. I think he's a fantastic guitarist. Um, and I like the way that this one ends on a solo like it's fading out as a solo is happening and i'm just like <laughs> that's an interesting way of uh taking the, taking his <laughs> his solo work but um yeah it, but it was, it gives it this weird energy where it's just like Eddie, can you stop soloing, please? <laughs> <laughs> like that, they, they had to cut him off. Or get <laughs> yeah. <for> us. yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I, I did really enjoy Drop Dead Legs. I think it's a, a better song than Top Jimmy for me personally. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely that sort of mid-album sort of slump where it's like, these are fine. These are fine tracks. They do what they need to do, but they're not singles. You know, they're they're they're, they're very much there to to pad the record out, but not in a way that they're padding. It's more that they're just not as good as the singles. <laughs> um, yeah, and I so, think yeah. whenever I listen to some of the other albums, because um, I pretty much went through the whole back catalogue before uh, before we proposed doing this for Cast Iron anyway. Yeah. And this is where this album, I think, is better than the rest of the Van Halen back catalogue because the back half tracks are, are more memorable. The non-solo yeah. tracks are better. Mm. I think um, if you just had to go based on whatever the singles were, yeah, then yeah. you could probably make a case for Van Halen 2 or, or Fair Warning. Yeah. Um, but this one, I feel, is a, a stronger overall package as an album. Yeah, I'd agree, to be honest with you. Right then, let's do it. Side, so we're, onto the, we're flipping the vinyl over for side yeah. two. Yeah, absolutely. And we've got Hot for Teacher. Wait a second, man. What do you think a teacher's going to look like this year? Mate, what a song! <laughs> oh God, right? Um, yeah, I I absolutely adored this. This has been on repeat all week. Um, I have heard Hot for Teacher before, but I don't think I've given it the attention it really deserves. Um, and listening to it this week was just oh, so good. This is probably the track where we actually hit some metal. I say um, this is probably the most metal overarching sound that you get on this record. Um, we get loads of yeah, double bass yeah. drumming for one, you know, like we've got speed, mm-hmm. we've got tapping, it's kind of thrashy, you know, <laughs> like it's it's loads and loads of fun. Um, so yeah, um, we'll break it down a little bit. So it starts off with uh, Alex's 
just incredible drum solo. Um, yeah, lots and lots of double bass. I like how at this point in time, metal hasn't quite established itself sound-wise. So despite the fact that there's loads of double bass on it, it doesn't have like the sort of bassy, like hit you in the gut sort of oomph that you normally get from double bass drumming. It's very sort of marchy. Yeah. Um, it's sort of um, lots of marching sound to it. I would describe it as a little jazzy. Yeah, yeah. It's um, got a bit more of a give it more of a, a groove to it than, as you say, that sort of thunders. Yeah, yeah. Um, that you would hear from I don't know, probably like Megadeth or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not it's not rust and peace drumming. And it's yeah, not, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's not, you know, it's not it's not um, death we're metal not, drumming. Yeah, we're not at Slayer yet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's 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 incredible. It's brilliant, and I love the way that once the the sort of tapped riff comes in, it really sort of matches the rhythm of. Uh, the drum work um and you just there's so much of this song is just instrumental and you just get to appreciate some amazing musicianship um to the point that i think david lee roth is uh at a bit of a disservice in this one in that like he could almost not be there and it would be fine <laughs> i i think i think this is actually his probably his best vocal performance in the album because it makes the most of what he has so he's yeah, got yeah. um he's actually doing more singing um I, I found a quote for the the lyrics to this one which i thought summed up probably sums up the whole band yeah, yeah. Uh, this uh critic chuck Klosterman, and he said that uh, the lyrics are technically demeaning but somehow come across as non-toxic and guileless yeah <laughs> that's fair that's fair because it is like you think about the concept in general and it's just like is um you know having an attraction to a teacher a good thing to be pushing out there into the world. Um, I suppose it's, you know, not as worse as it being the other way around, right? Um, so, um, <laughs> yeah, hot, hot for people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could be a little the, bit the, more, the cancelled uh, yeah. original track. Um, but yeah, so like, like you say, it's, it's, it's inoffensive in a weird way. Like it, it, it's, yeah. it, 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 it could be, it could have been a lot worse. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I, it, it works for what it's trying to do. It's a silly, fun song. Um, I think, if I remember correctly, reading somewhere that this was quite a big sort of MTV hit because the the video is very sort of plays up to all the tropes of the school thing, and it's just fun and silly. And we get to have long-legged women dancing around our video and stuff. Um, it's so, very. This is very like um, proto Spinal Tap. Yeah, isn't it? You, you can. Totally this is like see getting it. in hot for teachers getting into um smell the glove territory yeah. <laughs> but i i think as well like when you watch the video and stuff you can see like there's big tongue-in-cheek action going on here it's 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 played for giggles it's not really trying to take itself seriously it's fun and over the top and it's just one of the best rock songs ever made i think it's just fantastic i i i couldn't believe how much i enjoyed this on repeat listens i think it's just an absolute career highlight for any band to be honest with you i think it's incredible um i don't know how you feel about hot for teacher don't know if you're as passionate as i am about this one but uh, i absolutely adored it um i think that's probably very close to what i think solo's <laughs> another another masterpiece yeah it's interesting because oh. although the i agree with you saying about this is one of the more metallic songs yeah actually while the drums have a very driving metal feel to them again i think there's more of that rock and roll bluesy vibe you're getting yeah, that southern yeah. rock influence into it. i mean the riff but, itself um, is it's got a nice swing to it hasn't it it's yeah it, it's it's mm-hmm. not as um 
it's not as defined as you would with a metal riff. You don't get sort of palm muting or anything like that. It's very sort of it's allowed to ring and it's allowed to move and swing and it's yeah, it's like you say, it's it's more of that blues to it. I, I realised something else when I was listening to this song as well. Um Eddie sounds like he's trying to play both of the rhythm and lead guitar parts at any given point on this record. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. It makes sense now. He has He's having to make up for the fact that there isn't a rhythm guitarist there. He's doing it all himself. And um, that is pretty impressive for a single man. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, it doesn't lose anything. I, it's one of the things, isn't it? Whenever there's a solo on this record, it always feels like without a rhythm guitarist there should be some it should feel more empty and it doesn't happen on this record for whatever reason it never feels like there's an element of the song missing whenever eddie decides to devolve into a big solo um and well, well, i don't know if it's just the production that, um, or not I, it's, I couldn't quite put my finger on it i think that um one of the things that's sort of a hard rock staple uh, and we'll talk about it a bit a bit more in i'll wait the next track is yeah. that um Rock bass is often very technically undemanding. It is really just it's very much one note plugging with a little bit of groove in there. Yeah, so you yeah. think about jump, it's like, you know, what was the bass line to jump? It was just and and I guess that's where it's um given the guitar that space to breathe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Compared to a band like I'm trying to think of contemporary acts, something like the um like the police. Yeah, Sting's yeah. playing the bass. Like the police have bass lines. Yeah, this this has more of a an atmospheric bass that's backing up the drums. Yeah, it's it's like so you that's say, probably it's, where you need that rhythm and groove. Need that yeah. yeah, you need that extra guitar oomph to yeah, yeah. to fill in the whole sound stage. Yeah, no, totally. Again, it, it it all works in you know context of the song and just yeah, like you say, it allows the the solos to not sound like they they're playing over nothing you know it doesn't feel they don't feel disparate they don't feel like they're they're supposed to be where they are basically it's 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 really well arranged actually okay uh, i think you're right that this probably is the quintessential van halen track yeah um, yeah and yeah. and it's it's got a similar vibe to whenever they did um the cover of you really got me where it's that sort of raucous this is about to um go off the edge feel yep. to it but it sort of holds together but the nice thing is it's actually their own song not just a cover of somebody else mm. um but it's funny that you've got this album where you have jump which yep. is probably the most well-known track which is entirely different from hot for teacher which is probably the most representative track yeah band, yeah all, all in the same spot so yeah it's, it is it's very strange it's bringing, how in, much... bringing in new ideas but it's yeah, not yeah. jettisoning the the bluesy rockiness of it and no, no, i absolutely. guess that I guess it's a good seek into the next track, which is I'll Wait. Yeah, this is an so interesting this one. one. This one surprised me. Um, it's another synth-driven track. It's yep. mid-tempo, which you probably needed after Hot for Teacher. Yeah, um, yeah, understandably. And this was apparently uh, quite a big single as well. Yep. I'd never heard of it, and I really, really liked it. <laughs> really oh, okay, liked that's it. interesting. Okay. So, um, yeah, I noticed that there's a co-writing credit on this one, and it's uh, Michael McDonald, who I don't know really know, know an awful lot about, but there is a... Uh, uh, a Will Sasso vine where he's uh, Michael McDonald in the bath and uh, 
That was all I was thinking about this entire time was that. He came from somewhere back in the long ago. Um, and yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I will put that in for people to listen to. Um, but yeah, so this is probably the closest thing to a ballad, I think, on this record. Um, it's very sort of down pace and just, yeah, I, I quite, I don't know if I really click with this one, to be honest with you. I know we needed a change of pace off the back of Hot for Teacher, but I don't know if I really vibed with this, to be honest with you. It's 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 a lot mellower. Like I say, the synth comes back quite heavily, replaces the guitar almost entirely on this rec- on this song. And um, yeah, it's it's very much, like you say, it's got a sort of radio, soft rock, AOR kind of feel to it. Um, and yeah, I don't know if that's what I want from Van Halen, to be honest with you. I don't know if it was really clicking with me in the same way it was for, it was for you. What you know, expand, uh, please. <laughs> I think it's a really fun pop song. Fair now enough. I hear you that it's it's slightly. Um, I'm not, sorry, I'm just on the Michael McDonald Wikipedia page. Apparently, he did some stuff with Steely Dan, which oh, is good. Go. I don't know what he did. Oh, I like Steely <laughs> Dan. Um, pass. He did. He did Yamu be there. Okay. With James Ingram. Yep. Uh, so that and that makes a bit more sense, I guess. That mm. this is a. Um, a random synthy pop song but yeah. i i really enjoy it for what it is mm. um i i think like the again the bass synth line this is classic boom, 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 boom. yeah and it's basically an early synthwave track yeah and, yeah, and i yeah. and i like and i like a bit of synthwave so for me it hits the spots i actually yeah. think it's one of the better tracks in the album i know, oh, I know that sounds enough, weird but i think I'd, i i just i just really really enjoyed it i thought it was oh, a good that's um, interesting I, it's good nice, deep cut nice to see that we still have weird opposing <laughs> angles on our, on our reviews sometimes so yeah i mean again it's got another really good solo just as i say farted out like oh I, I've, them in a I've i've made note that i i really like the solo absolutely so um yeah um i'm not going to knock it for that but uh yeah i just i don't know the, the stylistic change on this one was a little bit i don't know it didn't, didn't feel like what i wanted from van halen and I, I feel like that outside influence from michael mcdonald maybe made this a little bit more into the ballady number that I have put it down as, but um, yeah, maybe I need to give it more time. Maybe I need to give it more time here. Maybe I don't uh, give it the attention it deserves, but uh, yeah, didn't quite hit me in the way I wanted it to. Um, what did though was the next track. <laughs> um, we go back up beat again with Girl Gone Bad. Um, Again, another sort of metallic-sounding track, more than a rock song, So I'd this say. one, I think, is it just me, or does the intro to this sound a bit like Rush? Yeah, I can hear that, totally. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can hear that. I was getting some real prog rock vibes from it, and I think also it's the the drumming, mm. and it it reminded me something about the way it all comes together at the beginning. It reminded me of Rush and also a bit of Led Zeppelin, uh, yeah. like like something like Achilles' Last Stand. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed this one. It's a bit of a change in the rest of the album. Yeah, yeah. No, I had a great time with this one as well. Again, the guitar was doing all that stuff I really liked that Eddie was doing earlier with his crazy flourishes and it just seemed to sort of evolve and take on its own tangent sort of thing. And it gives it a weird sort of proggy element to it, I guess, mm-hmm. but not yeah, not, so. at, not at the like, not songwriting wise. The actual song itself is very traditional, very much a you know, pop rock song or something like that. But it, it's got a more traditional structure. Um, of course, you know, verses and choruses and all that malarkey. But um, yeah, it's just instrumentation-wise, really interesting. Love all the little flourishes that he adds to his riffs. I think those are really just fun and stylistically interesting because, yeah, he's just, he obviously can't control himself. His hands just need to bend notes and things. It's just, he, I, I have probably, to, uh, must solo. Yeah, a combination of... Um, <laughs> combination of prodigi- prodigious guitar playing and substance abuse really uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah there's a lot of these tracks fair that as well i guess but yeah but no um i really enjoyed this one again um it, it very much sort of in a similar mold to hot for teacher but at the same time not as iconic i suppose it doesn't have the the hooks um but it definitely has Pro- this prog one. for teacher there you go. <laughs> yeah there we go <laughs> that's all nicknamed that one i'm sure that was on the board when they were writing it <laughs> um, <laughs> was 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 prog a thing it was it called prog <laughs> yeah it was just, yeah. It was just we're taking rock to strange little levels <laughs> yeah i guess so but yeah um enjoyed this all the same and yeah i think I, it, on the whole the back half of this record i definitely sort of uh vibed with more than this the front half in a weird way as much as the front half has the singles you know it has jump and panama um i think the fillery tracks are weaker than the back half's fillery tracks i don't think they're nearly so you're, as... so you're saying that tracks like girl gone bad and house of pain are stronger than top jimmy and drop dead legs yeah that's what i absolutely yeah would i think yeah, yep yeah. no nah, i agree with that i think yeah. we're actually in agreement with this one holy shit yeah. i just need to get you in there i just need i'm just going to make you listen to i'll wait about 20 <laughs> times don't worry i'll wait and then enough, i'll see enough. if you like that one i just i just I think it's totally incongruous with the rest of the album, but I just enjoy it for on its on its own merits. Yeah, yeah. And again, I like I'm I'm not adverse to this record trying different things and breaking up the pace a little bit and not just being flat out like heavy metal and having loads of fun all the time because I think it's important for albums to ebb and flow and um take you on a bit of a journey. Otherwise they don't engage you for the entire length of the record. Um yeah. so yeah, I'm not adverse to I'll wait existing. It just didn't really do the things I wanted it to. Anyway, we're not talking about I'll wait. We're, we were talking about Girl Gone Bad, and I think uh, we've pretty much said everything we need to say about that. So let's talk about House of Pain. Um... Right, I wrote that I think the riff in this, the big stompy riff, sounds like new metal. <laughs> it's new metal. Um, <laughs> I, I wrote that I thought it was the heaviest riff on the album. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it definitely has a sort of uh, slowy, chuggy sort of rhythmic mm-hmm. element to it that just yeah makes it stand out, makes it a little bit more beefier. Um, 
yeah, I really enjoyed that riff actually. But yeah, it just it, it sounded in a weird way like it was quite influential to what was coming later. You know, it just it had a little bit of a a stylistic flourish to it that made me reminded me of things like Linkin Park riffs and stuff like that. I don't know what it was about it. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know what it reminds me of. I think I think I might describe it as a more proto grungy sound. Yeah, I can hear that. Absolutely. Then maybe because because obviously new metal flows from that. And yeah, it's not completely. quite it's not quite new metal. Yeah, yeah. But it's um I I can imagine that riff being on like a Soundgarden album, I guess. Yeah, 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 absolutely. No, I, I agree completely. Um I but yeah, it was again just stylistically really interesting and different. I, it's like as as much as you think you've got Eddie down, you know, and what he's going about to do on any record, he gives you riffs like this and it's like Man, he's he's got a bit of a vocabulary to him, hasn't he? Um, another and again, this goes quite proggy in the middle. Yeah, yeah, the totally. solo. Yeah, oh, mate, that solo. <sighs> oh. Great stuff, great stuff. I really like as well, nearer the end of the song, it sort of picks up pace a little bit, and then we get that nice sort of galloping drum work from Alex. I think yep. it's, yeah, just really, really fun. Um, yeah, I mean, talk about ending a record on a strong note. I think that's, uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed House of Pain. I think it's a great record. Um, uh, great song, in, in fact. And yeah, it just ties everything up nicely. I think it, again, shows another string to their bow. Um, the songwriting is different yet interesting enough and it keeps it within their sound it doesn't feel out of place um but it's just yeah guitar wise it's doing more interesting things than and you don't really hear another song that has a riff that like this on this record it's it's very much its own thing and it adds uh yeah like i say another string to the bow i think it's a a really really cool song and i feel like it in a weird way is quite influential on what would come later um, I don't know if it was, but um, yeah, it just it just feels like it's got a bit of a... <laughs> the seeds were there. The seeds were there, absolutely. Yeah, um, that brings and us we're to done. the And that's it, we're done, we're done, and we're done in 33 minutes. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it didn't need any more, to be honest with you. It is um, a solid record from start to finish. Uh, ebbs and flows really nicely. Lots of different influences all permeating this record. And some absolutely outstanding singles. Um, I really, really enjoyed my time with this. I'm so glad we got to it. Uh, unfortunately, we got to it because of a passing, which is a little bit of a shame. But at the same time, um, it introduced me to a record I didn't think I was going to like and came away from having a great time. So I think I needed that this week. So thank you very much for recommending um, this. I just... Um yeah, like I think it's easy to get into the whole "oh, this person's dead" hero worship, but it was mm. a good excuse for me to examine the back catalogue. And definitely, like if you've listened along with us and you enjoy this album, there's a lot of good stuff um, in the Van Halen back catalogue. Van Halen yep. Two is very good. Um, yeah, I think I think probably the best kind of the best Van Halen riff. I think uh, just, uh, standard riff, no solos, probably Unchained or Fair Warning. That's a really good track. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's nice to have something uh, a little more fun and uplifting in in these plague times, the mm. the continuing plague times. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, yeah. I agreed. It was a uh, it was a bright point in a pretty hectic week. Okay, um, further listening then. Um, 
I've got well, I've sarcastically written Crush Forty and Mr. Big. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if that's sarcastic not, or not. To but, be honest with you, I think that's uh, well. I've got um, acceptable. Well, I've I've picked things that I think are more um, more interesting. But I guess what I'm saying is that the the influence of this permeates through everything. And if you've ever played Sonic Adventure, uh, <laughs> oh, it sounds definitely. a lot like Van Halen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, um, absolutely agreed. Um, I picked an obvious one in ACDC. Um, I went for the Let There Be Rock. Um, I love that record. Um, Whole Lot of Rosie is possibly one of the greatest rock songs of all time. And it reminded me quite heavily of Van Halen. So I thought it was a mm-hmm. obvious choice. But um, yeah, if you want some uh, fantastic classic rock with great riffs uh, that doesn't waste your time, uh, Let There Be Rock is a fantastic record. Uh, it also features um, yeah, Go Down, amazing song as well. Um, obviously, the title track, Let There Be Rock, is a... One, is a uh, staple of the acdc set list problem child is a big fa- a favorite of mine and yeah whole lot of rosie is possibly one of the greatest rock songs of all time and uh you can definitely hear the acdc connection on van halen stuff um yeah really enjoyed that and the other one i'm going to uh recommend is a little bit more modern but i had to recommend it because there are so many goddamn parallels to this record in particular i am picking a rock and roll machine by turbo negro uh, mainly because it has a song called Hot for Nietzsche, um, <laughs> which is fantastic and is obviously riffing off the glam rock style of Van Halen. Uh, the glam rock element um, it always seems to come from Van Halen on any Turbo Negro record. Uh, and yeah, it's very, very obvious on uh, Rock and Roll Machine. And the last track on Rock and Roll Machine is a song called Special Education, which is basically Hot for Teacher 2. Uh, all the lyrics are about... Uh, yeah, being attracted to your teacher and being a bit of a randy bugger. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it seemed appropriate. Uh, it's uh, it's the most recent Turbo Negro record. Really, really good fun. Uh, lots of great songs on it. Uh, it's more of a melding of glam rock and punk rock, but the glam element is definitely stems back to Van Halen and those two songs in particular are clear tributes to Van Halen's work and I would highly recommend it one of my faves I I thought that um, that was the album with um, Shake Your Shit Machine on it but that's actually uh, Sexual Harassment yeah yeah that's the the previous record but yeah also a good record but I think uh, Rock and Roll Machine (laughs) I'm just I'm just listening I'm just reading the um reading the song titles for this album like, <laughs> fist city hurry up and die let the punishment fit the behind and john carpenter powder ballad yep yep oh mate this oh, again that's another one i forgot about yeah loads of synth on that as well absolutely big van hainful influence on that one oh good stuff right oh, alan got that one track got that one tracked up okay so <laughs> i've got two um pretty much new albums Mm-hmm. Um, that I thought were in, an interesting diversion. Well, I've got I've got three. There's kind of a bonus pick. So the first one is by a band called Heat, and it's got the album's called Heat Two. Okay. It's Heat H. Stop A. Stop A. Stop T. <laughs> um, and this is kind of a spiritual successor to Van Halen and White Snake, but it actually came out in 2020. Okay. And it is a heap of fun. Okay. I mean, this has more of the. I guess the wailing vocals you'd associate with hair metal and stuff, yep, yep. but it's a really quality production, very good songwriting. If you're not singing along by the end of the second track, Dangerous Ground, something has gone wrong because <laughs> it's um, that's a whole bunch of fun. I've really been enjoying that this year. It's not it's not a um, Crush 40 other- cover, is it? No, it's not a Crush 40 <laughs> cover, but it's interesting that oh, wow. um, it's got the same title. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
So the other one is, uh, this is a bit more bit more medley. Um, the band's called, I think it's called Kyra, and it's spelled C-Y-H-R-A. Okay. Um, so Kyra is a, is a sort of super group. And uh, it is um, the ex-lead guitarist of In Flames, Jesper Strongblad, mm-hmm. and the singer from Amaranth, who are like a sort of symphonic metal band. Yep. I forget the guy's name, Joey E or some bollocks like that. Um, <laughs> and it is a kind of mix of modern metal, but it's got a slice of melted hard rock cheese on top. Lovely. Now they're... They had a f- an album. Their first album is called like Letters to Myself, and it really wasn't good. But the second album is called uh, No Halos in Hell, and okay. it is really fun. And I think they've really nailed the formula of how do you mash modern metal with um, with that hard rock Van Halen vibe and, yep, yep. And, and get just just enough heaviness, yep. and just enough sing along attributes. And I had this one in really heavy rotation. They tail end of last year beginning of this year yeah. so uh so yeah my second recommendation is uh, no halos in hell by kyra it's a lot of fun so there's a third kind of not quite related but hey i had it on the list before i remembered that kyra would be a good pick uh <laughs> it's a band called the night flight orchestra okay and the album's called sometimes the world ain't enough so the night flight orchestra is soil work doing album oriented rock really <laughs> okay is, that sounds is, fun and it is an absolute blast. And this was also music that we played at our wedding because I could oh, get away yeah. with it. Nobody, <laughs> nobody knew it was nobody knew it was essentially soil work. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so they're called the Night Flight Orchestra, and pretty much all of their all of their songs seem to be themed around you know girls in exotic locations. Like songs <laughs> like you know, turned turned Rio and uh, Gemini and my, uh, I was turned to Miami and Star of Rio, but it's also sort of okay. here's a location and, and there's, a, there's a girl here, but it's um it's really good fun. Yeah, just listen to Van Halen, remind me of this. Um, it's uh it's a real blast. It's a lot of fun. So it's all kind of. I think this the the summary is this is a lot of fun. This makes you want to listen to more fun music. Yep. Um, none of the stuff I've listened to is particularly serious. I think the Kyra guys are playing it straight, but it's too cheesy for me to take seriously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it. Yeah. I, it's so interesting to be able to do a record like this where it's like we, we are hitting elements of heavy music, and there is definitely a forward influence on on things that are heavier stuff and definitely the guitar playing and the drumming on this record in particular mm-hmm. is definitely quite influential but it's just it's just so fun and bouncy and positive and silly and let's all have a beer and have a good time sort of thing it's just yeah it's just a it's so you don't off you don't often touch on heavy music where you can get that right um there's there's very few artists that really can can do it that make uh, that really tie it together will um i suppose andrew wk is another uh, good choice but yeah yeah do you know know, it's an interesting thought to leave us on apart from the fact that we didn't pick try and guess each other's favorite track we basically because we i think we did that during hot for teacher (laughs) yeah there's absolutely no point in trying to Um, guess it so um what's interesting is that bands like Turbo Negro and Night Flight Orchestra and Heat and that kind of stuff, yep. and and also bands who I think are a little less uh, a little less palatable, but the similar vein like Steel Panther. Yeah. Um. There's some. There's some. What's the word I'm looking for? It's interesting that having fun while listening to metal seems to be a nostalgic throwback. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It, it definitely feels like. The more metal has progressed, the more we have to take it seriously, and the more we have to appreciate it for its musicianship and not just being daft and fun. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. I think there's it. It is a form of entertainment at the end of the day. If entertainment is 
silly and fun that's just as valid as anything that's serious and artistic right <laughs> it's it's all it's all entertainment yeah. so um well i guess yeah. the thing is that bands um bands grow up um they either they either grow up or it's like um i was chatting to craig last night on the phone about the offspring and how dexter holland's gonna he's a published neuroscientist but i was yeah, saying you yeah. should stick to the neuroscience because whenever you've got this guy in his 50s up on stage doing pretty fly for a white guy <laughs> something a bit weird about that and likewise yeah. if you've got you know david lee roth and uh, presumably nearly in his 60s now like second yeah. hot for teacher like at yeah. some point they have to move on but i'm yeah, glad yeah. that there's still a cohort of bands doing that kind of fun big sing-along stadium rock yeah, yeah i'm really absolutely. pleased i'm really pleased that we're able to recommend some more modern albums rather than dipping into the the classic rock back catalog so absolutely that's, that's awesome i no, love, definitely, that, I love definitely. that kind of music still exists and it's still still fun and that's where it's that's where some of the night flight orchestra is good because it's basically soil work riffs so these are these are you know melodic death metal guitars yeah, really yeah. going for it and it's got that same kind of incredibly high songwriting skill and intricate riffs that van yeah. halen do so well no no i absolutely agree no, well, there we go. Um, that was 1984 by Van Halen. Uh, I think we both very much enjoyed that and uh, needed it this week. Um, and that was invigorating. invigorating. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree completely. Um, but yeah, thank you very much, as always, for listening. Uh, this has been another edition of Cast Iron. You can find us at www.castironshow.co.uk. Go and check out our lovely new website. Have a explore the back catalogue. Please write and review our podcast on whatever podcasting app you are using. Um, it would be very, very beneficial to us. It gives us uh, more um, publicity and gets us in the, in the, the eyes of other, uh, more people and uh, hopefully um, gets us into the ears of more people. Um, so, yes, uh, please recommend if you enjoyed. Uh, I have been Lewis Clark. If you would like to follow me on social media for whatever reason, you can follow me on Twitter at Sonic Yoda. Uh, Alan is quickly disappearing from social media, but um... <laughs> I, I, I'm still kind of there. But uh, <laughs> what you should do is, uh, if you if you're an Apple Music subscriber, you can follow me there. You find a little um, Apple icon on our website, and then you can play. Guess what we're going to cover next in Cast Iron? <laughs> well, there we go. Good stuff. <laughs> a fun game. Fun game for all the family. <laughs> Uh, but but seriously, like uh, that that is um, I use that to share a lot of playlists of like yep. my my running playlist for the year, which is essentially my favorite tracks of the year. And I've got yep. so I've got the um, the famous "Bite the Bullet" playlist where I try to pick modern bullet from a Valentine album song songs that don't suck, um, which is <laughs> easier said than done. Um, but I throw quite a few things in there, like uh, like workout mixes and motivation mixes and stuff. So it's uh, it's a good place to um, good place to connect and see the kind of stuff I'm listening to, which is a I don't know, an eclectic mix of um, young and old. Well, there you go. I'd like to be able to recommend uh, my Apple Podcast thing, but I don't use it, and I'm still using Last FM. So, maybe we can get a Last FM link in your profile. <laughs> well, I can do that as well. That's not a problem at all. But yeah, we'll look into that. Okay, thank you as always for listening. Uh, we have been Lewis Clark and Alan Winson of Cast Iron. Uh, we will be back next time for something different. Um, I'm sure we'll dive into another subcategory of metal that we haven't decided to cover just yet. But uh, thank you, as always, for listening. We will be back next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs>